0: FM to get started.
1: Hey there, deadly class fans. Tonight's episode was wild as usual. We have nipple bunny costumes. We have disembowelments. We have tons of shit. We have talking heads. We also have a very special guest in studio tonight. So, take your seats because class is in session. You're tuned
2: in to Afterbus TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now,
3: let the buzz begin.
2: Welcome back
1: to the deadly class after show we are so excited to be back to talk about this amazing show tonight we are talking season one episode seven I against I and just as a fair warning this episode will be explicit there will be a lot of curse words so just I didn't even say one but we got a curse jar (laughs) your kids we're gonna this will be filled by the end of the night. Let me just take a moment to introduce my amazing panel. To my left, we have Raven French. Hello. To her left, we have Stephen Lemieux. Hello. And to his left, we have Angelica Trey. Hello, hello. And all the way over here, I am Veronica Valencia. And as I had mentioned, we have a great, great special guest. We will not let animals near him. His character (laughs) wants to be a... Movie star, have book deals, and if you call him Chester, he will come after you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tom Stevens, Mr. Face, Mr. Fuckface!
0: <laughs> all right.
1: I am so PG, it's insane. <laughs> Coming up later in the episode, we're obviously gonna be talking about all about Fuckface with Tom. We will be talking Gal and Lynn. We'll be talking Willie and Gabrielle's relationship as well as everything that goes on with the Scorpio Slasher. But before we get into any of that, guys, what did we think of this episode? Mm.
0: Ah. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow! Wow! <laughs> uh As you you, you kind of nailed it. There was disembowelments. There was talking heads, and not in the she way said that
2: said nipple bunny suits. Nipple bunny <laughs> yes. suits. Nipple I didn't
0: wear suits. mine today, guys. I apologize. I it's at specifically the dry clean... asked you to. It's at the dry cleaners next um, time. It, it was terrible. Uh, so if you guys are hearing everything, just so know that you'll be hearing that. A lot.
1: We are very. If you are listening to us on audio, we apologize in advance. But
0: <laughs> we don't apologize because we're going to say fuck a lot. Fuck. I put in two, so <laughs> good, that's good. for oh, both perfect. of us. Uh, overall thoughts on the episode? Great episode. I, you know, uh, last time we had we had Benjamin on. He said it's. He said the show might have peaked at Vegas, and I completely disagree with him. I think it's only getting better.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think the show did a wonderful deep dive into sort of what we call good what we call bad and maybe a little bit further into everyone's kind of own personal brand of insanity in this Mm -hmm. show so i was really enjoying that and um i'm excited to see and talk about it a little bit more yeah the
3: characters are fuller uh we're getting a sense of everybody more which i really love um madam Gao is becoming my chica Okay, I don't mm-hmm. like her. Um,
4: <laughs> but, but, but Fuckface is up
0: there for you? He's so right, likable.
3: Right. I mean, <laughs> don't not like Fuckface. I don't mind him. It, it what? Really, what? I don't know. What? I don't like... Okay. I think it's going to be... so
2: much slack for Chico. Oh, I feel Chico. like I'm going to sound like you
3: in a second, but... Wouldn't that be horrible? I feel <laughs> like, even though it doesn't make sense to most other humans, and fuck face his mind he makes sense to him it's a purpose and an intention and there's a drive because of what happened to him gal just seems like she wants to mess everyone up for no i'm sure there's going to be a reason but it just
0: feels like she's a bully i'm sure we're going to talk to talk about it later but i just want to say like we got a little bit of her backstory this episode Mm -hmm. too though and she also was changed at the age of eight irreparably yeah so I mean I, I think a and lot are child yeah yeah I mean i what I really liked about this episode is it it goes it dives really deep on how regardless of how normal people think they are, everyone has some level of insanity, even the real world I mean, we're introduced in the backstory with the lady who ran that orphanage, which we'll get into when you of get course, to it,, yeah. but I feel like everyone in this world of deadly class is insane on some level, even if they don't think they are mm
1: Mm-hmm. No, I agree with all of you. I thought this episode was so fun and entertaining and it just keeps getting wilder and wilder and I'm here for it. The crazier it can be, the happier I am. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Don't worry, Fuckface will give it to you. Oh. I, was, well, I was
1: just about to ask Tom how was it filming this episode for you? Uh, it's crazy.
4: Yeah, it was it was I mean, I call this one the origin story for Fuckface because you get to you get to see all all like what happened in the in the bathtub scene, he he gets to have a little bit of a therapy session with Chico's head. He gets to talk about what his dad did. Uh, I also kind of played with a lot of of what makes Chester Fuckface uh, like what makes him do what he does, and the fuckface that you see. I know, I know, I know. Hold on, Seven just ready. put like ten in I'll right put now. To the side. Put ten in, I'll put, put ten, ten in. Side. Boom, boom, boom. All right, I'm cleared for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, you're good. He's, he's so cleared for takeoff. I, I always I played him like he had a mask that he put on. When his face was blown off, he went from being Chester to being fuckface. And fuckface protects Chester from what scares him and that's his father. Mm. So he's got this rage in him that is instilled from his father. And fuckface is kind of like this middle ground for him that keeps him going and keeps him from either killing himself or, or like, putting him, like, you know, going too far and, and really, like, fucking up his life. So in a weird way, he's, like, kind of satiating what, mm-hmm. what the anger that his dad gave him. And he's protecting the little eight-year-old kid. And I think that's the, the kid that comes out in the bathtub when he takes off that mask. Mm-hmm. So
2: Okay. Wow. Yeah. See, and I knew that.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why you lose again.
2: Right. Big yeah, you sensed that. He took off that mask for Chico, though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <the> Chico. <laughs> well, speaking of origin stories,
1: we finally get the background of the boys' home, which has been teased since the very first episode. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about this being revealed? Because since the beginning, Marcus has been our protagonist. We've always been rooting for them, but this showed him in a very different. Light, so I just want to get uh Angelica, Steven, and Raven all of your opinions on what you thought of this reveal.
0: I loved it, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was great because I mean, last episode we kind of discussed it a little bit. That I f- we we kind of felt that um, Fuckface was upset more because Marcus stole his rep than actually burning down the boys' home, and we never really knew what the whole deal with it was because we all assumed that, or I'm gonna say, I assumed that Marcus left the boys' home before it was on fire, or Fuckface littered on fire and Marcus escaped, I didn't think it was like to the level that Marcus had a huge hand in that actually happening. Mm. So I was very surprised at how dark Marcus got in those moments, because it was very unexpected based on what we've seen of him so far. Because we've seen him being very remorseful of killing Rory, and we've seen how that has affected him so far, and... If you're gonna, like, play it to the parents were killed by Reagan, I mean, there's so many people at that facility that were technically killed by Marcus, so are they gonna come after him in the future, or is fuckface, like, the embodiment of anyone at the boys' home going after him? We're assuming the mistress died, right? Yeah, she died Mm -hmm. in the fire. She died. So, like, I guess nobody would really grieve for her or come after Marcus for it, but...
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I didn't expect it so soon. I thought it'll be the next episode or after, but... Chester was the ultimate
2: bully, so it kind of yeah. makes sense that he doesn't,
3: that like, was bullies. <laughs> he doesn't like bullies. Eating yeah, away at little
2: Marcus. I yeah. Upon seeing it, I was like, "Ouch!" Like that's crazy, Marcus doing all of these things. But afterwards, I reflected on it a little bit more, and I noticed that it wasn't anything against what Marcus was previously saying, and it was honestly in line with it. It was just actually seeing it play out and the sort of depths and darkness that Marcus mm-hmm. had you know, sort of devolved into to get to that point um, at the boys' home, I thought was a lot of character growth. And it was very defining for us and it was very visceral. So it was like, whoa, Marcus, that's harsh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, for me, it was always, and this can even be said about him currently, is that Marcus always goes into these things with good intentions. He never wanted to kill people in the boys' home. He just wanted to get them exposed for the years of all the abuse that these adults were putting on these ch- um, these kids. Mm-hmm. And so, but it also just, kind of, he did deal with a lot of bullies and I want to ask, pose this question to you, Tom. Do you think Marcus uh, wanted to, his intention always was wanting to kill Chester because he just was sick of him? Or just cause him pain?
4: Yeah, I, I think the it's something kind of hunkering back to what you were just talking about. Um, it it For Marcus, it doesn't seem like he is like Chester, but I think that like he is the person that needs to be at this school because deep mm-hmm. down, he is a killer. Mm-hmm. And I said it before in the trailer, those needles, he's like, I may have had enough yesterday, but he keeps going. He, go- he likes the mm-hmm. pain. He likes to go that extra mm-hmm. mile and, I mean, you poison somebody and then you light a bomb off in front of their face. It could have been not enough poison to kill him. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he just threw whatever he was able to steal from, from the kitchen. And then he lights his bomb off, shoots those guys in the knees. Like, that's some violent shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's some,
0: like... Torture.
3: He's... Yeah. Oh, I'll put it here.
0: <laughs> Can I jump off that yeah, point yeah. really quick? Because... I think it was really interesting for me with the needles because we haven't quite seen this so much yet. But that just goes to show how far Marcus is willing to go to get to the ends that he wants to justify. So somebody who will put needles in their cheek day after day that says they're going to kill Reagan. I mean, I can only see the show ending with Reagan being killed. Mm -hmm. That's like me right now. But I also want to kind of bring up Eye Against Eye is the name of the episode. And we see a lot of similarities between Marcus's character and Fuckface, or Chester at the time. Mm-hmm. But what I just kind of realized was the eye that Marcus has, that's his It's right. his right eye, mm-hmm. right? His right eye is messed up because we find out that Fuckface is the one that carved it out. And then yeah. the bomb goes off and it messes up like Chester's left, left, left eye. eye. Yeah. So it, it's kind of funny with the eye against eye. It's yeah. like you guys are two halves of the same kind of weird coin. Yeah,
4: I and I was going to say this earlier, but... I I say Fuckface is Deadly Class's Joker. And Mm -hmm. there's that great scene in Dark Knight when he says, don't talk to me. Don't talk like them. You're not like them. You're like me. And it's it's like Batman, Joker, they have as much in common as they do Mm -hmm. that makes them enemies. And I think it's the same thing with Marcus and Fuckface. Mm
0: -hmm. So cool. Mm -hmm. Plus you bring the humanity to the character. I like that you told us just a second ago that... Um, you created a second personality for Chester. Mm -hmm. So that way you can still retain the humanity and have an excuse for fuckface being Chester, Mm -hmm. but then also do all these terrible deeds and still bring it back to be like, well, that's just the other me.
4: Yeah, and I mean, like, who's the kid that was running around having that, like, that lassie childhood with this dog? I mean, he didn't like how I loved her. You can take that that line as like, was he fucking the dog as a kid? Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> or was he just happy and a kid and like eight and and just enjoying his life and his dad didn't want to see him be happy because he was just a brutal bad person mm-hmm. and that little boy still exists no matter what happens you can you can like be put in like a concentration camp and come out the other side and still have some piece of innocence in you even though you've seen some really really dark shit if you were like a sweet child to begin with and that's kind of one of the reasons why Fuckface is fun to play because he's got this like boy in him, and mm-hmm. who comes out and plays, but also stabs people and and breaks people's necks and mm-hmm. oof, <laughs> puts them in cages in bunny suits, nipple bunny suits, nipple
1: bunny suits. What I found interesting about this is like obviously our main group of characters, we can all find some sort of way to feel sympathetic towards them because they've all have these very heartbreaking and dark past that we've seen revealed. I'll be honest, maybe it was Chico and Fuckface were the only two people that I thought, "Mm, I don't know if I'll ever feel sympathetic towards them. But then, of course, this episode, I was not expecting to get that idea of, oh, I felt safe in the boys' home. Did it suck? Yes, but I felt safe there because I had this really shitty upbringing.
4: Yeah, it's better than what I came from. Mm -hmm. They were mean, but not as mean as my dad, who... Coincidentally, he doesn't know this, but Chico's dad is as brutal. You know yeah, what I mm-hmm. mean? He his even his like, you know, whatever you want to call this, this affectation of Chico that's on the head, still has some connection, the soul, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier in the trailer. Like, what do you like, how does he how is he having Chico say this? It's all fuckface's words coming mm-hmm. out of Chico, but still he talks about his father.
0: It's interesting with um kind of French's take on the whole thing where he mentions that he basically breaks down fuckface in like an order of like, this is what he did. It's like, you're not getting love from any of these areas, so you imprint your love onto something else. And in his case, it was dogs because dogs were something that would give him love no matter what he did to them. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting thinking about it now to apply that to other characters and how Chico might have done that to Maria. Mm -hmm. And Kind of it, it like thinking about that, you're like, damn. If he was treating Maria like an object and she just had no choice but to love him, yeah, it mm-hmm. makes things really dark and deeper. And I'm wondering if there's other characters you can think that we could attribute that to. I mean, Liam had his brother and mother, luckily, but I feel like his father was probably just as bad as Fuckface's father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Liam also killed his dad, and we learned that Fuckface killed his dad, dropped a Trans Am yeah. on him. They yeah.
4: all should be in the same fucking support group.
0: <laughs> I'm upset that King's Dominion didn't recruit <laughs> Fuckface Assassins right? Anonymous. Well, that's the thing, though,
4: right? But like, who should be him. in the school? <laughs> they they don't know where he is. Like they, they have their they have their systems and everything, but Fuckface is elusive. I say that he kind of like he's kind of like Mr. Magoo. You know, he walks off the the beam in the construction site, lands on another beam. You know, he he kills people openly in an alleyway with people fifty feet away and nobody notices because it's San Francisco. <laughs> and he like, he takes a police officer in the very first episode and obviously holds him captive long enough to hear that call out that we saw this boy at this house party and that's how he finds the home. Mm-hmm. You know, like he is, he's, he's unstoppable in his mind. He yeah. just like keeps going and never like, he, he's not going to get caught.
3: I wonder where have you been all this time just Taking animals? (laughs) Taking animals.
4: Well, I probably would have to go find my people because, you know, Mm -hmm. I have, like, assembled my crew Mm -hmm. in that home. What Mm
1: -hmm. a great crew. We got Jimmy John. Poor Jimmy John. Grand, Grand. Grand, Grand. (laughs) Grand, grand. We just got.
2: Should we say poor Jimmy John?
4: Mm. Yes! Moment
0: Moment of Jimmy
2: John. Okay.
1: Jayden. He's, we,
0: founded, uh, he's Jayden, founded his own little PETA. People for the erotic treatment of animals. Yeah. Jaden
1: will always be our hardest kill. But Jimmy John really got the shit torn out of him this episode. He
0: had a rough day. He had a, a very day. rough so day. So you had a bad day. shit. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, <my> <laughs> <laughs> you got disemboweled <laughs> and you turned around. <laughs> No.
1: <laughs> no. I mean, that would he be most gruesome. It <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Poor you didn't even mention the poop. I mean, he got to meet his hero. Or I guess that's Fuckface's hero. No, that's that's fine. We I mean, don't know what Jimmy John really That's wanted. a fun
4: turn, though, in that scene. Like It's like, they call me the Scorpio Slasher, but I also do disembowelments. And it's like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> You're him? Oh! <laughs> 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 Such meet
2: a your... good line, too. Better
4: that... than a car show with Adam West? <laughs>
0: wow hmm. I still I think my favorite French line this episode is still like give me some slack I'm in the city
4: <laughs> give me some slack <laughs> motherfucker I'm in the city
0: amazing yeah
4: and, and uh, uh, so we had like nine fucks an episode or something like that cause it's like wow. for, for the rating you, you have to stick to like a certain number of fucks and so like Finding all the fun ways of saying fuck face without saying fuck so you don't just burn through all your fucks. Mr. Face. Mr. Face. Do you want to throw, like, ten bucks in there real quick? I, look, I, I collect it. It's uh, uh, got ten bucks. You, go, so, ahead. you go ahead. Those so, like
2: 40 coins. <laughs>
4: I was like going to Rick and going like, take some of my fucks away and give them to to, to French because French is so fucking funny. Please give him some <laughs> no, of my fucks. That. You can take this fuck. You can take this fuck. I don't care. You have too many fucks to give. I usually get got to say at least one fuck or my name gets said, and it was it was just yeah. That when I heard about that line, like, give me some slack, motherfucker, run the city.
2: You are like, like, hey, You're like dude, yes, bro. that's it's where like, one of the fucks
0: went. <laughs> you are delegating fucks, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was fuckface. Fuck
1: fuck? <laughs> you were saying, was that you said that that was that one was improvised, right? Or Adeline, no? Yeah. Yeah. How much do you actually get to improvise? Because your character is so kooky. Yeah. I feel like you can do a lot. I
4: can, I do a lot. Um, I mean, obviously, like the scripts are amazing. Like Rick and Miles and all the writers, everybody that's that's working on them, you, you get these, like, my scenes, sometimes you work a show and it's like they'll just take chunks and move them, but if they give you a scene, it's like maybe a line will change or, or adjust, but they'll never be like, oh, we'll just take part B and put it before there and da-da-da. They're, so, like, the dialogue is really, really effective and it's it tells a really clean story. And so that didn't really change. But then in those moments where, like, in the alleyway scene, I had to, they're like, all right, your line is, and you've just been cast, and the next moment is you stab him. And I'm 25 feet away. And I'm like, my God, you look like you should be on television. Look at that face. And I just, like, started, like, ad-libbing that. And Paco, the director, was like, that's so good. That's so good. One line, I don't know if it's going to be in it In the later episodes, but there's one improv line that if it stays, I'm so happy. (laughs) Oh, we got something (laughs) to look for. to look Uh, out for. If if it airs,
0: can you tweet us and let us know? That's the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it airs, if
4: it airs, I'll let you know. Amazing. It'll probably it'll. The hint is it's outside.
1: Ooh, okay. Ooh, yeah. ooh. I'm just going to be like super aware of everything outside that happened in the next couple of yeah.
0: episodes. <laughs> uh, it was his intestines. Big. They were outside. Yeah, those are outside. <laughs> right. Those mm-hmm. are outside. And if you guys are outside here, you know what you guys can do to help support the show? What? What can they do, Steven? Oh, I was asking. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, 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 can hit that subscribe button? Because it doesn't cost ooh. you a penny. It doesn't cost you one of these quarters that we use to say fuck. Uh,. All you gotta do is hit that subscribe. You can hit that like right now, and after this video's over, you can leave a comment because the live chat comments don't save. So if you're listening on iTunes, you can leave a comment there. On on YouTube, you can leave a comment there, and make sure that you tell us why you like the show, or if you don't like the show, still give us five stars, but tell us why you don't like the show, and we'll try to make it better. We do this for you guys. We do this for the fans. We bring in great actors for you guys. Woo-hoo. Fuck yeah, for the fans. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're running out of money over here, Tom. <laughs> But thank you guys so much. Being a part of After Buzz TV has meant so much to me, and I hope it means so much to us, because yes. we've been a part of a community in Hollywood that's, that's well-vetted and has just so many cool members that are like really there for each other, which I think is really special to have in this industry, because as we've learned with Fuckface, a lot of people come out to this industry thinking, you know what? All of my needing therapy issues will be solved if I get on TV. And that is the industry we're in because a lot of people actually have that mindset.
4: Fame heals your insides. Dick Clark said that. Dick Clark (laughs) does
0: say that. But we're not surrounded by those kind of people here. we got great people like Angelica, Raven, and Veronica. And it's been a pleasure to host with you guys so far. So we give all these shows for free. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you all for being a fan. And please support us in that way.
1: Hit thumbs up.
0: Hit hit it like uh, like Willie hit that. Uh, speaking of uh,
1: speaking of Willie hitting that, guys, this is a re- this is kind of the first relationship that we see kind of being normal. okay, being normal. But do we have faith? It will work. It no, will last. Nope.
0: No. Nope. I think that <laughs> it will last forever. He said it. He An said eternity, it any better? He
3: because they will die. I you
0: really think that. I love stories where the guy's like, "I'm going to marry that girl," and then he does. And I think that's going to happen in Deadly Class because everything that's positive happens in this show. Right. Everyone gets a happy ending. Jaden gets a happy ending. Jimmy John. Jimmy, Jimmy John, John got a happy ending. After you know the what? Best day of his life. I'm going to tell you right now. Jimmy John did get a happy ending because he is going to get to enter the gates of heaven alongside French as a slave, which yeah. is what anyone could want. He doesn't murder people without reason.
4: <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite things. In, in, in that is like, is French's character is so like, like so kind of like level. And he's, like, got this, like, crazy, like, ability to, like, read people. And then at the very, like, at the very core of it, it's complete gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go up to space, people, and they're going to be my, my sex slaves. It's like, yeah, that's, that's my, one of the greatest punchlines of that character.
0: Uh, but back to Willie, yes. I believe that it will last the entirety of Gabrielle's life.
3: It's already based off of lies. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The entirety
2: of Gabrielle's life. The entirety she's not of Gabrielle's live. life. <laughs> did you just insinuate she's going to die?
0: I did not insinuate anything, but if that's what you're saying, tell me why. I mean, it is a possibility
1: that he could love her.
0: Let's just say Until... Mama probably don't want no trifling hoes. What is going on? I want to put this in there for that. Speaking
2: of, speaking of love, maybe he's just displacing his love Ooh, from his,
0: his father. Hey.
2: Everybody, Everybody's got daddy issues tonight. Yeah. That's what this episode's about.
0: Everyone at King's Dominion's going to be a stripper.
1: Sure. <laughs> well, That'll be
3: like the Vegas episode. It is not going to last unless she is also an assassin.
1: Oh, um, That could be a plot twist no if she is an assassin, but I just... He, he, as you were saying, Angelica, it's based off of lies. She's always going to want to know where he's running off to, because things are obviously going to come up at King's Dominion. I just think it's flat out dangerous for him to yes. bring someone who he, he assumes is innocent into this world, because y- you've got all these people who will go after your families, and go after each other. So, who's to say someone will not find out about her and try and go after her for motive, you know?
2: Exactly. It's mm-hmm. like, clearly you cannot keep Human secret. You cannot keep loved ones secret from King's Dominion. Mm.
0: I mean, he's got people in cages. Yeah.
2: Well, N- Naya. Naya?
0: Oh, Naya, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's him. That's it.
0: But only Gal would have found her.
2: Only Gal. But Guys, that's all I'm
3: saying. So many connections with the. Naya, Saya, and just Saya being connected to Master Lin
1: in some kind of way. I, I just want yeah. them to tell us. Well, let's let's Bef- talk about that real quick. Let's talk about how do we? Th- you were you think Raven that possibly Saya and Lynn are connected with the realization of his daughter's name being Naya. Mm-hmm. There's something there, and there were some other th- moments that we've had.
0: I disagree, and I mm-hmm. used to think that too. I honestly used to think that, but I think it's just the naming is similar Uh, because they say that Naya is a name that's transferred through the generations, Mm -hmm. so that might not even be, like, her birth Mm -hmm. name. That might just be the name that... He didn't want to put her into the guild, but he's still going to keep some of the traditions of his family. I Mm -hmm. don't know.
2: And the spelling's
3: very different as well. Yeah. He treats her like a daughter, daughter, though. I I just want to know... He has a certain affinity for her that he does not seem to have for the others.
4: Yeah, because she seems to be the most capable. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, in a weird way, like... What do you think Lynn's daughter would be if
0: mm-hmm. she was actually in it? I yeah. Mean, a part mm-hmm. of him
4: still is an assassin. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh man, that just opened my thought mm-hmm. bubbles or whatever you want to call them, light bulb. Bing. Um The the wife. The wife is triad, her tattoo on the back. She grew up triad. She grew up in this world. Who's to say Naya's not being trained just by Lynn's wife instead of the guild?
1: Ooh. Of stuff to think about.
0: Another thing also Raven you opened my eyes to something too where Gabrielle could definitely be another gang member because where'd she come? She just shows up at right. where Willie's working and just shows up every day. Maybe she's into him but maybe she's staking him out and trying to get close with him because mm-hmm. she, again Willie's oh, whole thing is true. if anyone, mm-hmm. if anyone in the families or anything found out the truth he's out. He's a dead man and mama looks weak. Maybe she's a hired spy to like figure out because he's already opening up to her. Right,
3: so, yeah. She already dropped is, the panties.
2: <laughs> what? That's so
0: panties. gross. Opening up in more ways than Such, one.
1: Guys, I hate the P word. I really do. <laughs> there,
2: there, there are a lot of P gonna, words.
4: <laughs> yeah. I which P, P word? Throw a quarter. Panties.
3: That one. That one. <laughs> They're underwear. Thank you. I like it with the accent. Panties.
0: Panties. <laughs> She seemed more like a thong person to me, I don't know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, that's (laughs) Willie.
0: Willie's the thong person. Willie's the thong person. Oh my Mm. god. Just Luke walking around. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a story behind you saying that?
4: There is a picture for me and Jack. Uh, Jack. Jack has a picture of him just like naked. With wearing a thong but from like a mirror shot of his ass. <laughs> so I did this, oh my god. Because I mean I had to do like the whole the whole modesty sock thing for that nude scene, mm-hmm. right? I had just the just the thing on the front. But they they had me walking around in like tidy whities with like a thong on underneath for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like a bright pink thong? It's like a skin tone. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, like, there's a great... There's, there's one of me, like, you can see my fuck face face, and then it's up my ass, so... <laughs> I'm gonna get... <laughs> actually no it's actually now I gotta post that picture yeah, I think you do now yeah. no Thanks. I was planning on doing it please tag yeah, us okay, in cool. it I've
0: always wanted to be tagged in your ass
4: alright <laughs> I call left butt cheek I call after buzz logo right over the
1: <laughs> right, right in the seam of the crack well yeah. Yeah. if you do that yeah. you
0: gotta get the tattoo for continuity <laughs> Woo. Mm. <The> commitment
1: <laughs> how long does that take
0: two and a half hours two and a half hours yeah oh and people can see a time lapse of it cause you're supposed to... yeah we j- uh, we just put it out today that's so cool
4: yeah it's it's great. Look up look at Deadly Class Sci Fi's Twitter or look at my Instagram, Tom Stevens Actor. I just posted it, so Perfect. It's right. pretty nuts. And I also cause it's a time lapse, right? I did this for five minutes and I did this for five or for forty five minutes. Yeah, it felt like right, you were holding your counts. arm up for a long time. Yeah, I go like this. I, I it, it took me forty five minutes to bring my arm up like this. And then make a thumbs up, and I held that. And then we started stacking cups on it and shit. And like, we are just being <laughs> Well,
1: you need to pass time when you're in a chair for yeah. two and a half hours.
4: We would listen to podcasts, actually. Serial killer podcasts.
0: Mm. Which one? Uh, the Deadly Class After serial show. Show podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> serial killer <laughs> yeah. podcast.
4: Okay. I was trying to get them to listen to Dirty Joe, or okay. Dirty John. Dirty John? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. I listened to it on my own. But mm-hmm. I did a lot of, uh, there's like... Specific ones for for uh, serial killers and mass murderers, and I did a lot of I did that as research, and then I just because I I would go down in my basement, I have a heavy bag, and I would just train, and I would listen to serial killer podcasts. That was my prep for fuckface. That and uh, an of an audio track that I would play, which was.
0: Take on me on repeat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, that would kill this anyone. <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> no, it, it was yeah, it was it was like uh, I, I listened to this this thing that was what um, schizophrenics hear. So it's a guy did this audio uh, this audio thing like this project to make a, a a soundtrack for what they hear. and It's like voices. And it's like, you know, all his insecurities, his anger, his rage, his fears, his happiness, is why he shouldn't be happy. What schizophrenics are hearing all the time in their inner voice. And so I was like, what's Fuckface's inner voice? And so I have this track, it's the Fuckface prep, it's on my phone. And I, could, I had to put it all over onto the right side because my left ear was cauliflower, so I couldn't put a, put an earbud in that. And so I just would listen to this thing for like five minutes before, before shooting and it's just, like, in it, it's intense, and it's a lot of screaming and noises and sound effects and really fucked up music. And it was, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. it fun? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely fun. It's like, as an actor, if you have something to grab onto, it's like, oh, yes, okay, this is the character.
0: Can I ask you, honestly, because, and I know we have to get back to Gao, uh, but.
1: We can stay here. W- it was great. What is
0: <laughs> What is your moment before? Before, like, before they hit action, like, what do you use as a moment before to get into character for Fuckface?
4: Physically, it's the 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 ribbon that holds half my face down underneath the makeup. So, when getting the makeup on, the first thing they do is I still get chills thinking (laughs) about it. Is they glue a piece of ribbon, pull half my face down, and everything is forced out the side of my mouth. So. I was playing everything this way and everything's kinda like dropping down in the gravelly voice. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Was that your choice to kind of use that accent?
4: Uh he was he was supposed to be the king of the hillbillies and I went with a West Texan accent. I, I don't please don't attack me for this. It was also a character. And mm-hmm. I did I did a lot of research. I was kind of um I went with um natural born killers. Uh is it Juliet Lewis?
0: I don't know. I don't
4: know. I went with her accent because she had this, like, really wild accent, this wild Texan thing. And, like, Woody Harrelson in that is just, like, you know, he's so smooth, but she's got these edges and these crazy peaks and valleys in how she talks. So I kind of went with her accent. Um, as for a moment before, honestly, it's like once you get the face on – and you're you got the wig on, and you get the boots on, and you get the jacket on, and like everything I did, like my trainer and me we we found like we looked at that you know the silhouette of me mm-hmm. in in the goat scene in the comic, yeah. oh yeah, I showed him that, and he's like, that's a grappler, that's a wrestler's body, so we were doing a lot of like forward stuff, big arm stuff like and and trying to get this like hunched look, and that was once you start doing that. And the music's going. It's like, there's just like, you can just pick and choose from anything. I just felt like I was I could drop into him really quickly. And it was really fun. And the funny thing is, is that watching it, I always feel kind of creeped out because I forgot about the face. Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. you can't see it, but I have this scar here because I bashed my face skateboarding when I was a kid. Knocked my teeth back. Like, I was mangled for like f- three weeks till I was fully healed. And... It's crazy when you have a full facial disfigurement for a while because you know it's there. You know it's there. Then you forget about it. And then you're, like, going through McDonald's, and somebody goes, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, right, I look like shit. Like, I look like a crazy person. <laughs> I look like I just got in, a, like, a car accident. And so the fun thing was is I'd forget about the face until you see it, and you're like, oh, right, I look like that. And then it I, – because I just played him fully for comedy because I thought it was so funny. Like, everything about it was super funny. And then all Fuckface has to do is just sit back. And mm-hmm. just that dead eye, and the light glints it, and you're like, whoa. Damn. Yeah. yeah Dig you it. Yeah, it down. Yeah. You're like
0: the grown-up kid from Little Rascals the mullet.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many references in this show. I love it. <laughs> so oh, Well, I actually have
1: another question that I posed to actually our panel, and to you, Tom. Mm-hmm. Fuckface clearly wants Marcus's status. He wants to be where Marcus is. Mm -hmm. But I'm very curious if we think Fuckface could survive King's Dominion because he would be a rat. Would he be able to go with the rules and with the vibes or would he just get killed or would shit happen to him?
0: Oh, you're posing that to everyone? To everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he'd flourish because I don't think he needs to kill. I think he needs power. Because he could have easily killed Marcus while living with him, but he didn't. He just terribly treated him horribly. But did he
1: want to kill Marcus? I don't know. Was his intention ever... Murder, or, or did it like turn to murder? Because that's another thing too. Is like right. in the boys' home,
4: we were just doing boys' home stuff. Yeah, forced play. Yeah. But let, me ask, <laughs> let me ask you this. You're
0: gonna, you're gonna live it. It's just locker room talk. Yeah. You're, you're gonna live at King's Dominion, and you're living at this house in Shabnam's house, and he hasn't murdered all the people there either. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he would just be the cock of the walk at King's Dominion, and if anyone mistreated him, he'd just make their life hell. Yeah, maybe he'd kill somebody, but he'd do it smart.
4: Well, he's also well, he wouldn't Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. He would also have the training. This mm-hmm. is this is just raw natural talent. Could you imagine if
0: you He's put a that... prodigy. <laughs> yeah, he is.
4: He's like Mozart sitting down at the piano and playing and and, and writing these 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 orchestras and
2: mm-hmm. That's true. He's he's almost like uh what's that metaphor? It's like uh wax figure like ice and you can just chip him into the perfect assassin probably. Yeah, take away some of
4: the like Lynn, if Lynn got a hold of Fuckface he'd take away some of the crazy and boost up some of the other crazy and teach him explosives, poison hand to hand like, whoo, he'd be deadly.
0: Oh man.
2: But you know what's tough though is that Fuckface likes the recognition. Mm-hmm. Yep. And to be a good assassin you need to be a silent yes, assassin. You have to be a ghost. I don't
1: think yeah. he could I don't
2: think he would I don't think Fuckface would do well because
1: of that point yeah. Angelica because point, he though. wants to be infamous. He wants people to know his name. He would get caught right away. I yeah. mean his he's pissed at Jimmy John for not doing his signature on his kill. Yeah.
0: But here's my question. If if Fuckface does get caught, couldn't he just end up like French tied to a chair and being used as a teacher?
1: Ooh, that's that was something that actually went through my mind when we were watching uh, French and how he's this teacher. Would, could, because of everything Fuckface is doing, could he be used as like a project to study? Would he be brought in as a teacher because he is so crazy and raw talent, as you were saying, more More of a psychopath? Yeah, yeah, more of a psychopath,
4: serial killer killer. versus assassin, right? You know, mm-hmm. there. It's it's funny because we're starting to have like, oh, this is all gray area, but now you're finding the color in that gray area mm-hmm. of like, what puts somebody on this side of the spectrum as opposed to this when they're all killing people,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, we have the, uh, it, it, what is it, the transitive property of mathematics, where it's a equals if a equals b and b equals c, then a equals c. Mm-hmm. I think we have that with if if French equals Kurt, uh, Marcus and. Fuckface equals French. Fuckface equals Marcus. And we spend this whole episode making comparisons between French and Marcus, mm-hmm. but you could very easily make those same comparisons with Fuckface and Marcus. So, I don't know. Like, King's Dominion should bring him in, in some in some form or fashion.
1: It's interesting, too, because now, as you're saying, Stephen, we're definitely seeing a lot of that this episode where Marcus used to think that he was this kind of noble person that justified all of his reasonings and thought that he was doing good by getting rid of... You know, this evil, but there's obviously similarities between him, French, and Fuckface. Do we still kind of are on, are we still kind of on Marcus's side? Or do we think that, you know, he needs to, that he is probably the most violent out of all of them?
0: I think we have to be on Marcus's side because the whole series kind of paints all these characters as victims of circumstance. And Fuckface is the only character that he is a victim of circumstance, but he's making his own victims after that. Marcus is still taking the punches and dealing with them as they come as opposed to actively seeking out people to kill that have nothing to do with him. Mm. So I think in that way, Fuckface has to be the bad guy because Marcus doesn't like bullies and Marcus isn't looking for people unrelated to him to murder. Mm -hmm. But in his own weird way, they are related to Fuckface because they're ditching dogs. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. and, And like you mentioned... All of these similarities were all tying into each other and we're almost seeing Marcus as such a turbulent character going through all of these, that horrible brooding, you know, backstory at the boy's home. home. Um, we are watching him get likened to these bullies. Is he going to become the bully? Is he going to realize that towards the end maybe of this season? Let's see. And if he, if fuckface,
3: oh, is that my first time saying it?
2: Is it really? I don't know. How, How did you go
3: this no. the whole <laughs> afternoon? Well, the in the jar. Oh my gosh! In so, King's
1: Dominion, you need to say like ten fuckfaces right now. Right, yeah, fuckface, fuck fuck fuckface,
3: fuckface. I can say it. If you were at King's Dominion, it will give the rats. I think more. I don't think people will bother them as much <laughs> because he would be there protecting <laughs> them almost.
1: So you guys think that people like Chico, if Chico were still alive, people like Chico and Victor would feel intimidated by fuckface. Do you think
0: uh, does I, anyone think I that? think Chico yeah. and Fuckface would be best friends like they are now.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I totally believe that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like Chico kind of Chico is like he's crazy like he comes from something but he's like I think he would see worth in Fuckface. If they were in the same class he'd be like you're crazy man but I see I see value in you. I have a really
0: <laughs> good Chico Fuckface prediction.
1: Ooh, well, I think we should get into that
0: right about now. Some <laughs> predictions. Oh, sweet. <laughs>
1: And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions.
0: All right, so I think Maria's going to find out about Fuckface completely separate from Marcus and Saya going after him. I think that what's going to happen is Fuckface is going to get pinned for Chico's murder, and Diablo's going to go after Fuckface, but he'll have more than he bargained with. Because whatever his crony is that went into Maria's room, I think Fuckface kills him.
1: I think that's a good. Prediction, too, because you have to start to think, oh, who are they going to start thinking killed Chico? Yeah. at this point, Chico's dead. They know he's dead.
0: And if anyone's going to take fuckface and be like, hey, this is somebody that we're to recruit, maybe it's Madam Gao takes him privately, though.
2: Mm. Any, any thoughts for the coming episodes, Angelica? Uh, well, I agree with the uh, Diablo one. And then I also think that maybe Saya is going to turn against Maria at some point. I'm definitely seeing that those uh, seeds have been sown.
3: Yeah, I agree with the Saya and Maria and especially because Marcus is showing more trust towards Saya. Um but also I th- I'm wondering about Gal and if she's her plan has to be to take over. So I'm wondering if that's going to happen. I almost don't want to predict it cuz she's pretty cold. Yeah. But <laughs>
0: Actually. Also, people should watch the watch-along, because we had some pretty cool conversations about Gow and that. Definitely. We didn't dive deep on that, because we kind of already did.
1: Yeah. yeah. But also good to bits, too. Fine to hear, obviously. And then, Tom, are we going to see more Fuckface the rest of the season? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah?
0: Oh, this yeah. isn't his last episode? Oh, He's not fuck. just gone? <laughs> oh,
4: oh no. he no. just
1: disappear? No. What?
2: Why would we just disappear like
0: that? In the bunny suit? I have them all. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah.
2: Disappears in his weird Mac, Mad Max bunny nipple suit car. Oh,
4: fun, fun fact. Fun fact with fuckface. Fun, fun fact with uh, fuckface. Uh, <laughs> if you like fun facts, uh, check out my Instagram. Tom Stevens actor. Fun facts with fuckface. There is a mannequin. Do you remember the scene when I make the phone call? And I'm like, yes, telling Marcus. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it comes off my hand where I'm touching this mannequin's face, and it pans back. That mannequin stays as like the dolphin in uh, in Clone High.
0: Really? Yeah. It's
4: like it's they they like stick it in like random places, random places. Yeah. So keep an eye out for the mannequin.
0: Was it in the Golden Room too? I bet it was. (laughs) Uh,
2: So we've got an Easter egg situation
1: here. It's the pineapple from Psych. Well. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, we have so much to look forward to in the next couple of episodes, but unfortunately, that is all the time that we no. have for tonight. Angelica, where can the fans find you on social media?
2: Hello, I'm Angelica Trey. You can find me at A-Trey on most platforms, A-Y-Y-T-R-A-E.
0: You guys can find me on uh, Twitter at Stephen Lemieux and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AfterBuzz, because we got a Twitch channel now. Hey.
1: All social media, Raven French. And Veronica Blanty, you find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Me, Veronica V. And Tom, you said it like twice tonight, but so where can the fans find you? Uh, find
4: me on Instagram and Twitter, Tom Stevens, actor.
1: Thank you so much for taking time to sit with us tonight. It was awesome having you for the watch. Yes. It was awesome to talk Woo! this character you. with you. Throw some quarters in the
4: jar. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Tally Class fans, for tuning in. Go. We will you can
1: see put you some next week.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.